everybody and welcome to the EC Method. I am one of your coaches, Chloe Maidley. And I am your other coach, Emma Story Gordon. Our goal at the EC Method is to encourage, educate and empower you to get the results that you've always wanted. Listen to our weekly podcasts, go to our website, theecmethod.co.uk or simply follow us on Instagram to get more information. like hello welcome um it it paused on facebook on its own so i didn't have to do the annoying like wait i love that clay just biting into is that a crispy piece of bacon Mm -hmm. obviously well done do you know what i find a bit weird here just chewing on bits of meat like a lot of people jerky is like yeah south africa babe it's amazing biltong it's biltong there not jerky yeah, I'm not- I actually don't like biltong, which is funny because I love beef jerky. What's the difference? Beef jerky is like a bit salty. It tastes a bit more like bacon. Uh-huh. And biltong tastes very meaty, like mm. meaty. Yeah, which I don't I like very much. I'm going to like it. I'm not, I'm not going to try it. No, but I'll try it, babe. When in Rome, you've got to eat some biltong in South Africa. <laughs> when um, in South Africa? <laughs> when yeah. in South Africa. Um, is it offensive that I do the accent? I don't know. I know loads of sappers. They like me. It's fine. You know what? Um, it's such a good accent as well. Mm. When I was yeah. eating meat the other day, someone was like, how's the texture? <laughs> so good. Yeah. Mm. One of my, actually two of my really good friends are sappers. And I do love their accent. Like so hardcore love. Um, so I did something really stupid today. I... <laughs> I was showing someone at the gym something that I'd been asked, a, a normal thing, not what I sent you. Okay, right, fine. I was a like, no, all good now. A normal thing that I'd been asked on my Instagram Q&A, but I realised there were some naughty things. <laughs> there were some oh, naughty things yeah. in the question boxes. So, and so I just deleted a load of like things and then showed this person a thing, but then all the, everything I deleted got deleted from my stories and I was like oh I didn't realize that that if you delete the question even if you've answered it already it then deletes from the stories post and so I'm gonna have to like do a whole round again and repeat myself and look like even more of a loser anyway oh, very annoying so hi guys welcome to the EC method this is how we like to start every live with a bit of a name chat that's gonna annoy you all um we will look, get to and also we just ended up matching by accident not, I mean, I was going to say not sponsored by Grenade, Chloe is. <laughs> not anymore. Okay. And also, they're going in a completely different direction now to the, what they were when I worked with them. They're, they're very much like an American protein bar company now. Yeah, or or really, they come under chocolate bars, don't they? Yeah, uh, what's, it, what's the word? Confectionery. Yeah. Um, okay, let's get to the questions. What we'll do is, what, how Emma and I like to work is we do lives and then when there's a lull in the live question, we go to the post. Emma, do you want to start? I reckon there's going to be a few, right? We've been chatting um, shit. Most <laughs> people here are just saying, morning, hi, so excited to be back, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I don't think um, there's any questions. Julia saying just did the new gym pull workout. Uh, listen to the live on my drive home from the race. Oh, um, 
Lynn just finished a 5k, uh, sorry, a 10k in 55 minutes. Well done. That's a great time. Yeah. Um, okay, brilliant. Okay. Okay, here we go. Okay, hang on. Let me just wash my bacon down. <laughs> okay. Christina Russell. Hi again. I joined before Christmas and I lost half a stone, but importantly, it really changed my mindset to the point where I made much better choices at the start of Christmas. But then Christmas and its bloody web got me and everything went out the window. I've put all the weight back on that I lost and I'm back to square one. I'm not, I'm so annoyed at myself. Deep down, this isn't what I want. So why the hell did I do it? Okay, because it was Christmas and it's like ingrained in us and in our culture that Christmas we overindulge. Now, you did really well to kind of sidestep that kind of December overindulgence until Christmas. So congratulate yourself for that. But with something like that, Christmas, which is so wrapped up in sentiment and nostalgia and tradition, it's going to take a while for you to basically get to grips with being okay, kind of stopping when you're full and saying no to a second mince pie and maybe going to bed when you're drunk instead of seeing how long you and your brothers can stay up getting pissed for. <laughs> That's me. Um, it, it's going to take a while. It's going to take a while to learn how to do that. It sounds like you did really well. Now, you haven't put all that body fat back on, I guarantee you. I mean, I'd like to know how long this overindulgence went on for, but I would, as an experienced coach, I would say that you haven't put all the weight you lost back on. Sorry, you might have put the weight back on, but you haven't put the body fat back on. Give it a week or two, do everything that we tell you to do, everything that you did before, and I wouldn't be surprised if you hit a new low. Emma. I think these things happen, right? When you've kind of put like, why do I do this to myself? Like no matter what this will always happen like chloe and i do this as well but the difference is the occurrence right it's unrealistic to be like you're never going to overeat again ever in your life that's never going to happen it's completely unrealistic but can you reduce the amount of times that that happens and the way that you do that is by reflecting on it and learning from each time so what did happen here were there certain things like you know some of that might have been no i just really wanted to eat three mince pies in one day and i really enjoyed it great other times you might be like you know what I really did want that first mince pie and then in my head I was like I've ruined it now I may as well eat two more okay that's something that you can call yourself out on learn from and then avoid happening in the future but I think sometimes we do set ourselves up with these like really high expectations of like I'm never going to go off track again with my nutrition I'm never going to overindulge again like you will and you'll make choices that in hindsight you wish you hadn't made but you'll learn from them and you'll move on. And the worst thing that you can do now is beat yourself up about it. So I would just try exactly what Chloe's saying. Mm -hmm. Get your head down for the next few days. The weight isn't representative of changes in body fat. Another thing just to remind everyone of weight, if it comes on really quickly, it's not fat. Like any quick change, any short-term change or fluctuation in your body weight is not representative of changes in body composition. So we don't really care about it. Like you might see us in the group almost like dismissing and someone's like, oh, I've put on three pounds in the last day. It's like, cool. To us, that's that's great news because if you put on three pounds over a month, it might be body fat. If it's happened in a couple of days, it's not going to be body fat. Um, so get back in routine and your weight will normalize as well. Learn from this if there's anything to learn from it and then move on. Here, here. Anything on the live? 
Uh, Gwen, morning, I'm a newbie here. Very excited to be joining. Glad you can't um, see me because I'm purple after a 4K run. Can I ask, is there an info pack that includes nutrition advice? Apologies if I've missed this. Yes, it's all under the file section in the group. Um, Emma, can you speak a bit about self-sabotage, please? This is definitely an issue for me and I don't know why I do it. I know this is probably more psychological um, but how can I stay focused? The the client is called Emma, not Emma. Yeah. No, no, no. Sorry. The client's called Emma, yeah. Emma Spick Fletcher. Ooh, okay. Fantastic. Yeah. Um I I'll be totally honest with you. I think a lot of people say oh I always self-sabotage why do I self-sabotage I do so well for a week and then I'm like fuck it (laughs) and I order fish and chips whatever like I don't think it's self-sabotage I don't think you're like wow I'm succeeding so now I'm purposefully gonna fuck it up I I don't think that's what it is for most people for some people yes that's a real psychological hurdle that's born out of some kind of trauma or issue or something that's happened in their past for most people, I actually think, I, I promise you, I am not aiming this at you because I think a lot of people think they self-sabotage, but I just think it's a bit of a psychological cop-out. I think actually you need to step back and you need to look at what you're doing in the run-up to the self-sabotage and then look at what happens kind of in the immediate before, during, and after of that self-sabotage, or before and during, not really after, but before and during of that self-sabotage. And I think you need to assess Am I over-restricting too much? Am I putting too much pressure on myself? Am I overthinking this? Am I over-focusing on this? Um, am I cutting out things I love? And in the self-sabotage, are you menstruating? Are you stressed with work? Have you been over-restricting for too long? And if somebody came over to your house with a box of chocolates, of course you're going to eat them because you're human. Um, do you just love a night out with your mates? And oops, you sank 500 calories extra on alcohol. Really step back analyze it take all the emotion out of it and be as pragmatic and practical as you can and let's try and tackle it now for some people and I'll let Emma talk about this because she actually knows more about this than I do for some people they do self-sabotage and that is a different that is definitely a psychological kind of hurdle that a psychologist is better off dealing with with you Emma it's funny because I wrote down here as you were talking like cop out and you said (laughs) same thing and, and you're right, it's not always. There are s- certain people, but I think the vast majority of people who think that they self-sabotage don't, exactly as Chloe said. And it's not helpful to almost like, even in the way this is, is question like, oh, please help me, I always like self-sabotage, as if it's something that you don't have control over. And that's unhelpful because when you think you aren't con- in control of your actions and your responses to things, then it's very easy to kind of like externalize it and then not take action. Because if you don't think that you can change something, you're very unlikely to then put in any effort to change it. And I also agree that like comes back to the last question as well a little bit, like sometimes you've made a a little slip up, which is completely normal and human and part of the process. And then you tell yourself that it's this big self-sabotage and you always do this. And this means it's not going to work again. And the whole thing's failed and, you may as well overeat for the next of the like for the rest of the week or whatever. You don't get yourself back on track and see it as just like a normal human slip up, which 
is inevitable along the way. Often it's because you're bored. Often yeah. it's because you've been over-restricting. Often it's because you've set unrealistic targets, which is why we now use range targets to people. Self-sabotage often comes along when people are like, oh, I've gone one calorie over my target. And then they use it as an excuse to just overeat. This is why we've set you a range, something that is actually realistic. Most people give up because they've set targets that are way too high. And then when they don't hit them, they feel demotivated. And then they'd rather, you know, it's the, the all or nothing mentality. I was speaking to a girl yesterday and she was like, oh, I'm so pumped for January. Like I'm going to run every single day. And she was like, I've done it all week. And I was like, and then she was like, and when I look back on last year, I was just so inconsistent. So I'm going to be really consistent this year. And I was like, there's no way you're going to do that for full year. But on the flip side of that, because some people listen to that and then they think, right, so I should almost like hold myself back, even though I'm motivated because she's done it for a full week. That's pretty great. Right. So this is and again, this comes back to the range targets that that might be her optimal is I want to try and run every day. Now, I would still probably say have a rest day, but say I want to I want to aim to run six days a week. But, you know, realistically, and when I was speaking to her, she's, you know, like really busy, very successful that has a demanding job she's like no of course I would be able to do this all the time right okay but could you always do two runs a week and she's yeah. like yeah probably okay there's your range throughout the whole year you're either going to you're going to do somewhere between two and six runs a week so when you're highly motivated jump on it great do it like right now a lot of people are really highly motivated yeah and utilize that there's nothing wrong with that and so right now aim for the top end of your like optimal targets right like aim for aim to push yourself but when you can't hit those because inevitably there'll be times that you can't don't use that as an excuse to give up that's why we have the range right so you're always going to hit that minimum end of the range um emma's just saying everything that you've both said really resonates thank you so just to touch on like actual self-sabotage so the real definition of that is like there is an underlying reason that you don't want to reach your goal so yeah when it comes to fat loss, a lot of things that are related to that might be things like, I told myself that when I lose 10 pounds, I'll start going on a dating app or something. And then you get close to it and you're like, oh, I don't really want to do that. So I'm going to self-sabotage and actually stop my own progress because of what I've said that will mean. Or you might have said to yourself, I know that I'm going to be happy when I weigh 65 kilograms. And then you get to 67 and you're like, God, I you know, don't know if two kilograms is actually going to change my life and make me that much happier. And then you self-sabotage because you've kind of said, oh, at this point, then I'll be happy or then I'll do something or then I'll apply for that job or then my life will be perfect. And you start realizing that isn't going to happen. But I honestly think most people aren't actually self-sabotaging. And even then I wouldn't... and I wouldn't even think it's self-sabotage it's just like well though it's meaning so you don't do it like like as in like your why ceases to be important to you so I'm like I, I do it's a thing but it's much rarer than people think it is and yeah like we said full circle back to the first thing a lot of people don't really under, don't really like take the time to sit back and analyze why they're doing something and it's just it's just easy to be like oh I just self-sabotage but no babes we're gonna figure this out we're gonna get you over the finish line okay Anna this is my first time here and I've joined 
and I've only joined Facebook for the EC method. So struggling as I've never used Facebook. How do you feel about I am? Instant messenger. No. <laughs> no, no, babe. I think she means <laughs> intimate fasting, but I don't know what, wait, I am. She says, <laughs> I do try to eat only between 10 and 6. Um, oh. If I can, but would you recommend I am. Yeah. I thought you were saying she was like, I don't like Facebook. Can I instant message you? And I was like, absolutely not. I don't use instant messenger on Facebook ever. And I never will. Um, she, yeah, she obviously means intermittent fasting. Sorry, can you finish the, the, the question? She says, I try to only eat between 10 and 6. Wait, <laughs> what are you just laughing at me? One of us has got is freezing, I think. Can, I, can, uh, can the clients let us know which one of us is freezing? Because you froze a minute ago. Are you back? Hang on. No. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but I, you're freezing on my camera. But yesterday, I think it was me. Anyway, carry on. Sorry, go on. Um. Yeah, she says she does try to eat between ten and six. Great. During the EC method. I'm really happy with the ten six feeding window. This isn't intermittent fasting, though. This is time restricted feeding. Um, but I but that's just semantics, so you can ignore me there. I'm happy with a 10 and 6. For, for circadian rhythm and metabolic reasons, that's a really nice window as far as I'm concerned. I'm good with it. <laughs> apparently, apparently it's me that's freezing. But anyway. Oh, it's, 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 your it. yeah. it's worth yeah. it. Um, yeah, agreed. If that's a good way for you to manage your calories, absolutely fine. But there's nothing magical about eating between certain times. Mm -hmm. hey, Nicola hi how important is it to follow the gym workouts as they're written I'm in the gym now doing full body supersets but not able to get onto the machines I need um not important if if a machine's taken use a different one I would try your best to follow it in the way that's written because it's written in in that way for a reason but it's like don't wait around for a machine if there's another one free and you can go and use that instead or you want to use dumbbells instead it's not the end of the world um, okay, Debbie, EC client for over a year now. One of the best quotes from Chloe that has stuck with me to combat overthinking was just eat your effing protein and move on with your day. <laughs> Doesn't sound like me. <laughs> I don't recall saying anything like that. Just shut the fuck up and get on with it. <laughs> oh, do you know what? There was one thing that you said, and I can't remember it off the top of my head now, but it was very similar to that, but more broad. <laughs> and it was so good. It was just like, just do it and move. Oh no, it was like, with yeah, your life. do the things, like live your life while you lose fat. Okay, this is the thing, while we're on the self-sabotage, maybe we should just touch on this. The more you hyper-focus on this, and you lie in bed at night and you think about everything you've eaten that day and you know you, you make sure you go to the gym and that you really think about your fat loss and dinner. As, as we said, it's great to be motivated, it's January. It's great to have a goal, physique, performance, whatever. And it's great to really commit to it. But the more you hyper-focus on it and overthink about it, the more you're going to push yourself into like mental fatigue with it all. Just do what you need to do and get the fuck on with your life. And it's done. You did your workout. You ate your, you know, calorie appropriate, high protein lunch, whatever. And then just get on with your life. Like go see your mates, like whatever it is. Because the more you hyper-focus and hyper-obsess about it, it might be great at first. And, and that is, as we said, embrace that motivation. Very quickly, you're going to burn out with it up, up here. So just be aware of that. Agreed. Okay, Gwen, would you 
Oh, could you explain again, please, how to calculate your protein target? Um, it's a hundred grams. Minimum, Watch yeah. Video, but like most of you should be aiming for a hundred grams. If you have more, great. Um, otherwise you can go for two grams per kilogram body weight if you really want to go for like optimal, but hundred grams is is an awesome target. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, if you get, we'll just look a, a really nice range is hundred minimum, 140 maximum. Obviously you might go up or down either side of that, but really as coaches, that's, that's a range that we're very, very happy with. Yeah. Okay. Kate question. I've been wondering since I joined in November, um, I find lunges hard even without weights, but I love squats, goblet, sumo, deadlift. Um, I'm trying to figure out why and is there a benefit to a lunge over a squat or should I just get the F on with it? Um, I, I'd get all, on with it. Yeah, get on with it. Get You'll get good at it the more you practice. It, unilateral movements, relower body are always harder because you have to factor in balance. Everything from like the tripod, which is your big toe, little toe, heel of your foot to your ankle, the stability being on one limb you know, when you are a full being um, above said limb, um, it's trying, it's taxing. And obviously you still have to generate the same force on one leg to stand up as you do when you're in a squat and you're on two legs. So in terms of strength, it's much harder. Um, are lunges beneficial over like, in or can you just do squats? No, they are. They will target glute more usually if, if your form's right and you know your your time under tension's good. They will usually target glute more, and they're a great move to get good at. You just might need to don't bother doing them with weight if you already struggle and you already find them hard. That's fine. I often will do weightless lunges and just do more reps. Um, just try and practice your stability a bit. Just stand on one foot, take your shoes and socks off, look down at your feet, big toe, little toe, heel. Think about your ankle and think about really pushing that force down. And you just, just lift up your um, other leg, just at like an inch off the ground. You don't need to, you know, hold your leg in the air. An inch off the ground, just practice that. Um, central nervous system um, and also, you know, the adaptation to that will start to pick up. Yeah, the other thing to, to do as well is just do it by a wall so you can hold onto the wall or have, a, have your hand by the wall. And like they're saying, like the proprioception, your balance, you'll learn all the, the, those things, but if you need a little bit of stability while you're learning it, then use a wall. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Morning, ladies. I've rejoined the ET method after doing very well back in 2021. Lovely to be back. I've had toe surgery at the start of November and had to be completely inactive since then. I'm back to where I started in 2021, 75 kilograms. Previously, I lost fat with 1,800 calories and 12,000 steps. I'm now unable to do anywhere near 12,000 steps. I'm working on getting the toe moving, but it's a long job. And I have managed to do a short walk of 1,500, sorry, 1,500 steps. I can go to the gym. And so I'm doing three sessions a week, which I wasn't doing before. Should I reduce my calories below 1,700 to compensate until I can do more steps? I don't want to over-restrict, but I need to be realistic. I'm 75 kilograms, five foot nine, advice please on how to manage initial tr tricky th few weeks i'm hopeful to be able to increase steps as i do the toe physio i'm trying to focus on what i can do rather than what i can't so awesome mindset to be honest you could probably start at 1800 and then if you're not losing drop it 
This is again why we've got a range though. If you find that you're less active and thus you're a little bit less hungry and you're finding it easier to be closer to 1600-ish most days, fine, but you've still got that range so you don't fall into the over-restriction, over-indulgence cycle. Um, yeah, but you'll still be at a deficit on 1800. It's just going to be a smaller deficit if your expenditure has gone down. Yeah, I, the only thing I'm going to say is I won't answer questions like that because I can't see all that data in front of me like Emma. So by <laughs> by the seventh number, I'm like, where are we? What's happening? Um, so well done, Emma, for answering that. Um, in terms of the, the questions like that, guys, as well, tag us on the page with stuff like that because, like I say, then, especially like for me, but Emma obviously can read it here, but I can really see what I'm looking at and I can coach you. Um Whereas like live questions, yeah, more like the intermittent fasting stuff and unilateral movements over bilateral. That's brilliant. But I that's that's the question I'd want to really directly coach you with. So tag me if you want that. But Emma's answer is you don't need more from me. I'll only repeat what she said anyway. Um Okay. Hello. Sorry, I've just joined the call late. New joiner. Super excited. Apologies if I've missed this, but is there any point that you're meant to report into you? Is it weekly, etc.? So no, you can reach out to us in the group with any questions at any time, but there's no official like check-in date. I do post a self-assessment in the group on a Sunday, um, which reminds me to schedule those to go out. Um, they just <laughs> the one round that you forgot. And we got to like week two and everyone was like, isn't it meant to be a self-assessment? You were like, oh my God. <laughs> no, that never happened. What are you talking about? Um, <laughs> they really help you kind of like review your week reflect on what went well what didn't go so well and often come up with any questions that you've got for us so if you are finding anything hard then after that you kind of done my self-assessment this is what I'm struggling with this week and then we can help you okay if you haven't talked about it already I would love to know how I can modify the workouts I have a shoulder injury and cannot do presses or planks well, then you've got a shoulder injury and you can't do presses or planks. It's really simple. I know it. that sounds like it's such a cop-out, <laughs> talking of cop-outs. But if you can't do an exercise, you can't do an exercise. And when you're talking about a shoulder injury and press-up and plank, even if we change, let's say, the press-up for the chest press, you're still loading down through the shoulder. So we can give you an alternative exercise, but the problem's still going to be there. Unfortunately, you just you're just going to have to wait until it gets better or just accept that there are certain exercises that will load through an area of your body that you can't load through. And I think that sounds much more dire than it is. You know, there's exercises I can't do, especially at the moment because my lordosis has gone insane. There's exercises that Emma can't do because of her back. And I've got bursitis in a knee. There are like weeks, sometimes months of the year where I can't do any knee flexion exercise at all. You just have to work with what you've got and do the best you can. Nothing to add. Okay, Gemma, hi. I posted in the group and asked a question re-simplifying everything. But just to get your view, am I right to think brekkie lunch and snack, protein, fruit and veg, Evening meal, a bit more relaxed, but 600 to 800 calories. Protein with with a protein base. I've got a good six or seven stone to lose, and I'm aiming for an 1800 target, but 2000 if not as a range. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like you've read the three to one file, and that's what you're following. 
which is great. And that sounds perfect. Um, the other thing just to remember as well is do that for two weeks, be consistent. If it's not working, we'll make some changes, but that sounds like a sensible start point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And keep it simple like that. Um, okay, Liz, I haven't had a chance to look at everything yet as I only joined Facebook group um, just before the live. I have no access to the gym. Am I able to do exercises at home? Is there any equipment that I need? I do walk and I do have a treadmill. Yeah, I've done the home workouts. You don't need any equipment. There's home body weight stuff in there. However, it's preferable that you do buy some dumbbells and have some weights at home to do the home weighted workouts. Um, She said she had a treadmill at the end there, right? Mm -hmm. That's brilliant. I mean, you know, any kind of cardio is cardio, but when it's cold and wet outside, like it is at the moment, getting your steps in or doing a little bit of cardio after your lifts is absolutely brilliant. I would say though, if you're doing the home body weight, you don't need to be top and tailing it with any treadmill because that's enough cardio for you. (laughs) It's hell. Yeah, I think some people think that like bodyweight workouts are easier and they're... But they're not, they're awful. No, it's awful. I mean, I I hate it. Like every time I have to do any kind of like filming or photo shoot where I do a bodyweight workout, I am in hell from start to finish. And my body knows about it for like two weeks after. So it's very hard. And we would much rather that you guys got some weights. Um, But like I said in the, um, what do we call it? What's the last video we did that we put did yesterday? The welcome. The welcome. The welcome. welcome. Intro. The intro to the YouTube video. Yeah. Yeah. As I said there, um, now I can't remember what I said. Oh, yeah. I've deliberately programmed them so that I'm really trying to help you guys get, like, resistance and load. Use your body and grab it against gravity to load through the same muscles in the same way that I would if you were weightlifting. I've really tried hard to pull back on the cardio aspects of it and really push forward. Like, things like lunges, like I said, unilateral movements, which are really going to target the same muscle that a weighted squat would, but it's going to be very hard. It's going to be much harder, and you don't need a weight. Um... I I have deliberately programmed thinking about these things, but if you find, because they are hard uh, bodyweight workouts, if you find that it's very taxing on your respiratory system, which it likely will be, take it nice and slow, slow it down and really focus on, like I say, um, mind to muscle connection and time under tension. Okay. um, A more general question. If my goal is weight gain slash hypertrophy, do I approach the workouts any differently? No, especially not if you're doing the gym workouts. You'll just fuel yourself better, recover better and build muscle. The, the aim is always to build muscle, whether you're losing fat or putting on. It's just that um, your your calories will be slightly different. Okay, yeah. Julie, what are the main benefits of drop sets? Um, It's a really nice way to exhaust fatigue the targeted muscle at the end of the working set I wouldn't recommend that anyone does a load of drop sets in a workout rather that you finish a workout with a drop set and I also wouldn't recommend that people do it on the big tough compound movements which can lead to injury like squats and deadlifts but I am a big fan of a drop set on certain things especially the leg press which Canny made me do when I She's such a dick. <laughs> I was training her through a session. I was like, oh, 
my legs are giving out like this is the last thing we're doing and she was like okay let's do a drop set and I was like really I don't do drop sets like I've never done drop sets and I was like really okay then fine bitch finished me off like I crawled out of that gym I was like as if my client just absolutely bossed me in a session oh yeah no drop sets are brilliant for really getting into muscular fatigue Mm. um I think a lot of people really struggle to push themselves to like failure but a drop set kind of forces it and then you're almost going like beyond failure a little bit so failure at the weight and then you're dropping it even more just to get like absolute fatigue on the muscle um it also just feels quite good yeah it's fun it's a really fun way to train I, I do it all the time now who's that really famous bodybuilder that does like crazy drop sets from squats and like has a has a good and bad reputation because everyone's like what the fuck are you doing but at the same time like oh my god you're a beast i can't remember who it is oh is it jordan jp i don't know i can't remember who it's funny i don't know if he does a lot of drop sets actually but he just trains like an absolute monster yeah i love that Okay, um, Lauren, just back from doing Emma's leg workout at the gym. Loved it. Glad to have everyone back in the group with a big hello and hug to the newbies. Oh. Um, oh, Kerry's here. Just wanted to say, guys, I joined the EC Method a whopping three years ago this round. For the newbies, I'm so excited for you guys to start this path because it's amazing to no longer be in the mercy of fad, uh, fad extreme diets. Also, you're going to get really freaking strong and it's the best. Love I that. love that, Kerry. I didn't know Kerry was back. I'm thrilled Kerry's back. Is it okay if I please, please, can I go to the toilet? Yeah, but I don't have any questions here. I have loads. I'll give you one and then I'll quickly run and it's only a number one, so I'll be quick. Great. Hang on. Hang about, hang about. I've got the giggles today. Okay, here we go. That looks great. You say you got it done yesterday? Mm, like a few days ago, I got it highlighted. Look how massive my forehead is. Both of us, welcome to the big forehead method. <laughs> um, okay, this is good. So this person has put, now normally people who don't want their names in the group come in under pseudonyms. What's the pseudonym? Not... What? what is it no 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 she hasn't so she's literally oh. started off with no names please okay. that applies to all of you and we'll always ask if by the way if we want to post something that you've written or what like a photo whatever we'll always ask permission for that genuinely we read out names in the q a so you know that it's your question we're, we're answering um but if you don't want us to do that start it with please don't say my name so well done to this person <laughs> imagine if i was like well done and then said her name <laughs> Um, okay, no names, please. I'm increasingly frustrated with barbell hip thrusts as I've struggled to engage my glutes for about six months now. It feels very quad-led. Any tips or should I just try an alternative that will get me results? Thank you. It sounds to me like you don't have a neutral spine and a nice cue. And this isn't, by the way, I say this a lot, just so everyone's clear, this isn't you now having a neutral spine. It's just a nice cue to kind of feel what that alignment would feel like is if you engage your TVA, like you're gonna be punched in the stomach and you'll feel your whole back kind of straighten out, like your core straightens, that's kind of what you want it to be. Um, And if you thrust up and you maintain that nice parallel, you'll probably feel it. Another thing I also really like to do 
with people who struggle to engage their glutes is um well second thing mind to muscle think of that weight across your hips and the fact that the muscle underneath that weight that is meant to be forcing it up is your glute muscles really think about your glutes as you do it you'd be amazed that nine times out of ten that's all you need to do um but lastly another one is to kind of think of it's like a scoop thrust method so think like you're picking up you know a penny from from the floor with your with your glute muscles you kind of scoop and then again the neutral spine the mind muscle usually that'll do a trick and i just realized i've answered that for you and the whole point was i was giving it to you so i could get to give me it. another one okay trying to meal plan and i'm struggling to hit my protein targets are there any easy quick high protein wins for for a very busy work and family life i'm excited and nervous to get started Okay, so I would suggest that you go to the file section and you look at either the nutrition... money gone and frozen as I'm going to the loo. I was like, why oh, is it quiet? Has it frozen now? Can you hear me? No. No. No, it was like literally I asked it and then I went, Yeah, I can hear you now. And then I went to the loo and oh. I was like, Why isn't she answering? Oh, right, okay. So uh, what I was going to say, go Chloe, go. What I was going to say is <clears throat> go to the file section and have a look at either the nutrition file, which will give you a ton of protein ideas or the three to one method, which I think will really help if you're busy because it's going to give you a lot of structure and then almost at least like sort of 80% of your day is on autopilot. So the way that the three to one method works is that you have three structured meals a day that you know are going to hit your protein target, your fruit and veg. You might have a few things that you rotate there, but most of it's going to be very consistent. And then you've got more flexibility in the evening. And it sounds like if you're, I think you said a busy mum, but anyway, any kind of busy people, like automating that amount of the day is going to be really, really useful. Um, that would be my advice. And and honestly, it gets easier. Like and this goes for, for everything generally initially I think people really struggle and like how will I do all this don't worry about getting it perfect from the start everything gets a hell of a lot easier but also don't talk yourself into failure before you start like try it first and then you'll realize actually you're completely capable okay anything on the live no we're good okay here we go Rebecca I don't know how to say your last name Guitha Guitha I don't know. I think you might be Welsh. Okay. Hi, I enjoyed my first round so much that I'm back for round two. I have so many more questions this time, but for now, I don't feel like I've progressed on some exercises. For example, seated dumbbell shoulder press. I can still only do 10 kg. That's great. Which I was doing a year ago. I try and go up, but I can't get anywhere close to 10 reps. Should I do some of the basics consistently or should I do something else? Most programs I see and use change monthly. So is that why I'm not progressing? Huh. Thank you. Emma, I'll let you lead off on that. Well, firstly, shoulder press is one of the hardest exercises to progress. It surprises me that if you've been consistently training for a year, that you haven't progressed on it. Like I would say that is quite a long time, but generally like we always talk about this with lateral raises as well like I still do the same weight lateral raises as I did years ago it's more of an assistance exercise I would say that shoulder press is a little bit more compound than I would expect a little bit 
more improvement over a year there if you have genuinely been consistent and you've been pushing yourself now a couple of things is you don't like this is again why we normally set a rep range so say your rep range is eight to twelve and you're only getting eight reps on the 12 kilogram dumbbells that's fine you keep going on those until you're getting closer to 12 reps and then you increase the weight again and then you might be down at the kind of bottom end of that range again um the other thing to consider is that the more experienced you are the harder it's going to be to keep progressing in terms of like the amount of weight increase that you see so it's having realistic expectations of that as well um but if if you're when you increase the the weight your reps are going down a little bit i wouldn't worry too much that's quite normal and like i said if you if you think about your shoulders and actually how small the muscle group they are like overhead press is something that is actually quite hard to progress on um and because dumbbells only go up in like 2.5 which is you know a five kilogram jump which is actually quite a lot for upper body especially as a woman then i can see why you might feel like you kind of stagnated it at 10 kilograms yeah i echo everything emma said shoulders for a woman very hard to increase weight on over time because they're such a small muscle group they generate such little force in comparison to say your quads or your lats um also agree with emma however because it's such a compound movement that i would have expected a little bit more movement than now what i would like you to try is to do stand up and do a military press with a barbell um that will probably help you start to increase uh the load in that specific format way um and that will maybe after a few weeks of doing that sit back down and maybe you'll be able to go up to you say here 11.5 how funny is that that's a weird increase in dumbbells 11.5 i've never seen 11.5 dumbbell maybe it's maybe it's, they're I the could... adjustable ones uh, maybe sorry i paused again didn't i mm. Mm. Am I back? Yeah, but it's fine. I'm just not going to talk over you. I just let it happen. Yeah. yeah, just let it be. Um, I'll be in a different place yeah. for the next call anyway, so it should be bad. So it's not bad. We had it way. Do you remember in lockdown? It was real bad. Um, okay, we've got a question. Online coaching in lockdown and like literally couldn't get through five minutes of life. Right, go on. Um, okay. Morning, ladies. Emma, I'm so glad you're enjoying Cape Town. I'm off to South Africa just before the end of this round. It was a big motivator for me to join. As a newbie, I'm still trying to take everything in and sort out a workout schedule. I have a suspension trainer and would like to use it for some workouts. Are there any of those listed? Could you suggest would be more suited to this? Um, I also have kettlebells and my husband has an easy bar and some weight. So thinking I might be able to use these at some point in the future too. Any advice greatly appreciated. I would suggest using Chloe's home workouts and just adjusting. Like if you've got an easy bar, you can probably, you you will have to modify them a little bit. But remember as well, I think some people are like, oh, but I don't want to change the workouts. If you're using the same muscle group, it doesn't really matter if you're using an easy bar to do a curl or a dumbbell to do a curl like there's slight differences but it's it's still working your bicep in that example i love preacher curls i think they're great fun 
No, I rarely do them because I don't give a shit about my biceps, but when I do, I enjoy them. <laughs> um, okay, anything else? No. Okay. Janine Malloy. Hi, Clemma. I'm so grateful to be able to keep rolling into each ECM round. And we're grateful that you do. Um, I had an accident in November and I tore, oh, wow. I tore all my right side hamstring tendons off the bone at the pelvis. Oh, my God. What no. was the accident? Okay, let's read this. Let's read on. I managed this is like the being attacked by a cow story where we were like, what? Oh my God, that was, that was insane. <laughs> then the amount of people afterwards that were like, that's really common. I've been attacked by a cow as well. What? <laughs> okay, then she says, I managed to keep moving with less steps and upper body workouts only until I had surgery to reattach the hamstring to the pelvis. Oh, <laughs> Christmas. Janine, I'm so sorry. I'm like in shock. I don't think I've ever read this ever happening to anyone. Wait, which Janine is this? I mean, I don't know if it's our Janine. It is our Janine. What? Janine from New Zealand? Yeah, Kiwi Janine. Oh. Janine, what happened? I hope it wasn't another cow situation. Okay. I'm 2.5 weeks post-op and I'm only just starting to partially weight bear on the leg that was operated on using a walker and some crutches. Basically, I can't walk and I won't be walking for at least another four weeks. Thereafter, I'll only be walking... Hang on. I will only be walking, increasing the time on my feet. Oh, I think she means grade, graded gradually until three months post-op. No exercise at all until I'm cleared by my surgeon six weeks post-op right emma if you want me to do this i will because there's quite a lot here maybe i might be allowed to do some limited upper body work with help three months post-op when my physio kicks in i've been making myself eat at least 1800 calories a day with priority on good protein choices to help with my healing well done prior to the surgery i was on 2200 calories there or thereabouts however i am not hungry because i'm doing so little basically i'm lying in bed for the large part of every 24 hours i'm freaking out a bit because i'm not used to being so inactive yet both in my normal movements and being able to exercise as well do you have any advice for long-term recovery from surgery to a pretty severe injury right first of all i'm so sorry what happened second of all you're nailing it already 1800 calories when you're very sedentary with a real focus on protein um, is exactly where I would put you real nutrition. I might even bump you up to 2000, but you are very inactive. So I'm happy with 1800 for now. And again, we can work on your biofeedback. Um, okay, you say here, no exercise at all until you're cleared by your surgeon, six weeks post-op, maybe some limited upper body work. Right, so, <sighs> hmm. I did a whole podcast on this a few months ago. Right, okay, so just like when you hit your steps and you hit your calories and you hit your protein and you, you smash a workout in the gym, you're taking care of your body. Now, you still need to take care of your body, but the way in which you do that has completely changed. And I totally understand how hard this must be psychologically, especially for you, Janine. Anyone who hasn't seen Janine, just go on our, go on our Instagram pages. She's an athlete and you can see. Um, I know it must be psychologically very hard and Emma is going to pick up on this because she's been in a similar situation to you post-op. 
and obviously being a physical being that she is, um, focus on what you can do outside of physical activity and also focus on what you can do inside of physical activity. So if your surgeon has no exercise, maybe some upper body work, inquire about that. Okay, how much upper body work? Like, what can I do? What can't I do? I, I don't see why if it's a pelvis and hamstring, you wouldn't be able to do again, full shoulder, full bicep, full, especially if you're seated. So there's nothing, no load bearing down through that leg at all. Um, so I'd inquire about that. Get excited about what you can do, not what you can't do, and focus on taking care of your body and recovering your body because you need to do that now so that down the line you can do everything that you did last year. Emma, go. Okay, well, she's just commented, do you want to know what she did? I don't know why this scares me more than like a freak cow accident. She said she slipped in the bathroom and hyperextended her leg. And the reason that that scares me so much is like literally anyone. Anyone. At the bath, like, and do you know what I was thinking today? Because the floor here is really slippy. And a few times I've just like slipped a little, you know, like a little slip. But that stuff freaks me out. So I'm like the tiniest little thing, like you just, you know, uh, like, yeah. and you just hyperextend the wrong way. Like such a serious injury. She must have gone wrong, Janine. I'm so sorry. You know, when I am cliff diving in Ibiza and I hyperextended yeah. and now my hips, like they seize up if I sit down too long and like I, they click when I move and it's like, oh. I'm so sorry, Janine. Anyway, Emma, go on, you pick up. Well, I mean, she already has one of the most amazing mindsets I think we've ever come across in regards to even just like, do you know what? I'm perimenopausal and I've decided I'm not, you know, all my mates were like, this is just what happens as you age. And you're like, not to me. And you've just decided you're not doing that. And I think it's the same thing. Like people will be like, well, you know, you'll never be the same again. Fuck that. Yeah, I will. Because I'm going to take care of myself. I'm going to do the rehab. I'm not going to rush back. I'm going to eat enough protein I'm going to set myself up in every possible way I can for optimizing recovery and you're already doing that and we're going to help you along the way so yeah it's great that you're I love that you're here when you're going through that like so many people are like oh I can't train right now so I'm not going to do the EC method or like I don't know I'm going to South Africa for a month so I'm not going to be dieting like and it's like why like, well, you know, well, Janine knows already, like we're here to support you and to help you. And just that can go such a distance, but use us. And like I say, Emma's been through, you know, a really hard time with her back and her surgery and post-operatively. Um, I've had, you know, my own experiences with pregnancy, childbirth, bursitis, lordosis. So we're here and we got you and we'll help as much as we can. And I totally reiterate that point about, your mindset coming into this flight you know what I need some support that's why I'm going to sign up now you're right a lot of people are like I won't be able to do everything perfectly so I'm not going to sign up it's not about that like coaching isn't about that in fact most people need the most coaching when they have more constraints i.e when they're injured when they've got other life things going on when they need some support outside of them giving loads of support to their family because they need help as well like actually that's the best time to get coaching so definitely glad you're here and yes we both have injury and rehab experience I think one of the things that really helped me was having a bit of a bigger perspective over it of okay there's certain things that you can't do but there's also tons of stuff that you can do and like I think the the biggest shift for me was at some point and I don't know why I really realized this I distinctly remember where I was I was like sitting on a train and I was like oh my god I'm never going to be able to do everything that I want to do in my life like it was such a profound, I was like, it was like, it never hit me before. It seems like such an obvious thing, but I was like, I'm never going to be able to 
I think a lot of things that I don't know if you do the same that I have like feel like I failed at or shut the door on I never fully shut the door so for example with this I was thinking about doing a PhD and I started a PhD and I dropped out of it right and in my head because it's easier to move on I wasn't like I'm never going to go back and do that but I was like I'll just leave the door open but for now I'm not going to do it now that's like five six years ago now right I'm never going back to do it I don't want to do it anymore but it was that it was like that that kind of triggered the realization you'll never have enough time to do everything that you want to do so actually a constraint on your time as much as injury is annoying might also open up your time to okay well what else could you do with that time now that you can spend it in a different way I think as you grow up as well you realize you realize some dreams are just gonna have to die. Yeah. No, when I was watching the Taylor Swift Eras concert, anyone who follows me on Instagram knows I'm completely obsessed with Taylor Swift. I was like, wow, I'm never gonna experience that. I'm never gonna stand on a stage in front of 70,000 people and sing a song, thank God. <laughs> and have them sing it with me. I'm never gonna wear like a custom made Versace corset for my tour. Like, and I was just like, wow wow and it is like it's the little girl in you looks up at that and goes i'm gonna do that when i'm older the adult goes i never fucking doing that and i don't want to but it is really funny it is really funny how you suddenly realize like oh no i'm never gonna i'm never you gonna do what I, think. I don't know if it's from um watching like movies and stuff growing up of like american schools like like oh american high schools and stuff mm-hmm. I was like, I'm never going to go to an I'm never going to be a teenager in American high school. Obviously. <laughs> kind of one of the, No, one of the first, like, grievances I remember having as a teenager that was that I was never going to be a cheerleader. That's why I started going to Pineapple, because I was like, well, I have to dance. <laughs> but if I'd been in an American school, I would have just been a cheerleader. Yeah, you would have been captain. So the, you would have been captain of the cheerleading team. I absolutely would. Thank you. <laughs> um okay kelly hey hoping this makes sense it's my first time joining not sure if i put it on here or tag you in the welcome slideshow it mentions calorie targets if under 70 kilograms but you mentioned if under a certain height it may need tweaking i'm five foot and a half and half an inch (laughs) do you know what it does matter okay it does um and i'm currently 58.8 kilograms so i need to do I need less than you recommended for that bracket? Um, start on 1500. We also said this in the live. Start on 1500. Like, start on a 15 to 1600 bracket, right? We'll air on the side of air, on the side of caution. Uh, I don't have to say that. Is it air? Uh, air? Uh, on the side of caution. Uh, 15 to 1600, and let's give it two, three weeks. And then we'll reassess. And we also need to know what steps you're going to be on because that's going to play a part in your deficit. If you're doing any cardio, how many workouts a week. But there are options. Okay. There's in fact I got asked this on Instagram this morning and I think it deleted it annoyingly. I deleted it. It's my fault. <laughs> it's past the buck. Um we can increase your deficit by calories in food, steps, out, neat, or even potentially cardio workouts we'd rather do the first two and not the last one but there are options and we can talk about it what are you drinking sparkling ice show me it cherry limeade Mm, that looks really good Mm, yeah it's quite good um okay 
Emma, just so I'm clear on the best way to ask for your advice, do we post it on the group and tag you both in a comment so that we make sure that you see it? Yeah, I think I, it still looks like if you're tagging in the post, sometimes we don't get it. Sometimes I mm-hmm. do. I actually think it might be a new setting on Facebook that's to do with the client setting of their privacy. But anyway, if you tag us in a comment below your post, we'll definitely get it. And like Chloe kind of said, if it's something like specific to you and you want us to see your stats, do it that way. If you're like, what are your thoughts on intermittent fasting or have you heard of a Zempec? Or so that's something that we can talk about on the live a little bit more. Or even the one like, what do you think of self-sabotage? That those kind of discussions are better for the live. Anything that's like stat heavy, specific to you, ask that in the group. Why did you call it a Zempec? Was it a Zempic? Yeah, and all I heard was Hempect. <laughs> well, that's good because I actually have to record a lecture on it and I wasn't exactly sure how to pronounce it. Also, how <laughs> do you say um, Wavology? Wavology? Wavology. I've, I've always said Wavology, but I now you're what? asking me, I'm like, is that wrong? And do you pronounce know. it semaglutide? I... I pronounce it semaglutide, uh, but I think we might. We're, we're, we're as bad as each other on pronouncing stuff. We don't, hello, I have a speech impediment. I can't say anything. We um, I'm amazed that like anyone's ever had sex with me, given what my voice sounds like. What was I going to say to you? Oh, so my friend, one of my best friends, Trusy, messaged me yesterday, and he was like, he calls me Shabzi. Goes Shabzi, did you know that several means many, not like seven? Oh wow. He's really smart, right? And I was like, yeah, babe, everyone knows that. And he was like, oh my God, I'm freaking out. My whole life I thought several was derivative of seven. And I was like, no. <laughs> wow. I mean, at least we're better than that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, Liz, I began in November n- not eating from 9 p.m to 1 p.m. the next day as I read it can help with bloating digestion etc it does appear to have helped what are your thoughts on this I was willing to try anything in November as the bloating got so bad yeah fine if that's working for you and it's not like over restricted for you fine there's probably nothing magic about it but it might give your body a little bit of a chance to to digest I honestly think the consistency of when you eat is important for digestion 100% whether you do that from 9 p.m. until 1 p.m. I mean, 1 p.m. is quite a long time. I don't, I, I don't mind the reason why and then the intermittent or sorry, the time restricted window. I don't like a nine to one. If that, if I was advising that, I would probably advise somewhere in the region of like seven till seven to seven, like a 12, 12 or six to six earlier on to earlier on personally. But as Emma said, fuck it. If it works for you, and you're good with it, whatever. Okay, good. Right, let's quickly go through these because I do actually have to record that lecture. Okay, Yona, hi guys. Back after an amazing achievement of not gaining weight over Christmas, ready to learn even more. I have really bad knees and I have had since childhood. I can do quite a lot of exercises, but ironically struggle most with stairs, especially going down them. Physio has quite blasé about them. Oh, so it has been quite blase about them improving but my guess is if I continue strengthening my muscles it will also help the joints more yeah well aware less what the less weight I carry the better they'll be 
which is a big motivator. I'm a yeah, busy you... working mum of three and I just want to feel better and enjoy my life. Thanks so much for being you guys. You've already changed my mindset so much. Oh, Yeah, yeah. You need to be building up muscles in your um, quadriceps, in your hamstrings and in your calves. And it's going to have a huge impact on how you feel going up and down stairs. Um, yeah, 100%, yeah. Okay, brilliant. Um, love that you have not put subtitles on Zooms. I don't know what that was. There was no intention to that, but anyway. But we need but to you're put welcome. Some- we tried really hard for that, and you're so welcome. Um, <laughs> my second round of the EC method. So looking forward to the next eight weeks and beyond. Great to be here. Lost nine pounds last time, but my progress photos look so much better than that. Just had a high protein breakfast to get me going. Have a great week and welcome to the new EC join us. Nine pounds is huge. Yeah. I'd love to see the photos if yeah. you're happy to share them. Um, okay. If I'm a newbie and exercising at home, what weight shall I buy to start? Also, I've put weight, I've put weight over the last year doing nothing different, but I'm postmenopausal now. I do 1600 steps a day as I have a collie dog and I'm currently doing two hit workouts a week at the village hall. I'm nine stone 10 and five foot one. Thanks so much. Um, so for, for dumbbells at home, twos or fours for shoulders, maybe um, sixes or eights for bicep triceps. Um, and then I would say start with like 15s for lower body and you're, sorted you could use that for back as well and then you could use bicep chest for chest yeah yeah so nice a light a medium a heavier great um lauren on the several chat my best mate turned to me one morning when we were about 28 and she said oh my god it's called breakfast because you are breaking the fast this girl is now the director of a huge company yeah, but I, that, I i i worked in our industry for a while before that dawned on me i didn't know that February is February, not February. And then I read it and I was like, why is there an extra R in here? And my dad was like, that's how you spell February. And I was like, no, because then you'd have to pronounce it February. And he was like, yes, that's the word. <laughs> right. When we were when we went on the walk yesterday, um, <laughs> there's a guy called An- Anthony, right? And someone was like, oh, do you pronounce the H in yours? As in like yeah. Anthony. And I was like, what, Anthony? <laughs> <laughs> as if there was like a silent h at the start i was like what your name's anthony <laughs> I that reminds me of that meme where it's the starbucks thing and he goes i like my name's mike with a k <laughs> it's just so tight that would 100 percent be me uh anyway now everyone just calls him anthony <laughs> Of course they fucking do. I love that story. Um, it's such a good mood today and you guys are really making me even better. <laughs> um, here's one for you. Is it worth getting a barbell for home weighted workouts? She's already got up to 10 kilograms in dumbbells. Yeah, if you've got if you've got the, a dumbbell range that you're happy with, then yeah. I, I, I actually know I would buy more dumbbells because unless you're going to get a rack, yeah, unless you're going to get a squat rack, it's going to be very hard for you to lift that bar and load it on it's like a barbell back squat for example 
or like the um the height of a of a barbell if if it's not like a, an olympic bar and weight plates the height's going to be very hard to deadlift or do a pull like that from so i would actually say no get heavier dumbbells if you're at home or if you can afford a squat rack and a bench get a squat rack and a bench but that's going to be more expensive yeah i think if you're going to get a barbell you need to like heavy invest in also getting a rack and enough plates and stuff like it could cost you thousands this is the difference i hear barbell and i hear like a long dumbbell right i hear like olympic bar and weight plates then i think of like a barbell but yeah i yeah sorry i interpret things wrong all the time well i don't know it depends what she's she might be thinking of her yeah i don't know whatever carrie's just saying sir anthony hopkins (laughs) anthony hopkins what was funny uh, okay we're day? up to date when you have to go i could literally sit here and chat and laugh all day but you, okay all right i'm gonna send you something on instagram that i think will make you laugh okay i can't wait right we will okay. be back on thursday um tags in the group with any questions we're so excited to have you here and if anyone is feeling overwhelmed there are a ton of grads here who want to help you we want the absolute best for you and it will become simpler take your time to read the files and watch the video and I think you'll feel great and anyone who's still still listening still engaged if you do see that Emma and I have been tagged in a post and we haven't responded and it's been a few hours please just do it for for that person tag us in the replies and we will get it because we really I actually got a message I need to tell you about from someone who was like you didn't reply to my tag for five days in the last one and I was like I'm sorry we weren't getting them and I felt really bad Oh my God. Yeah, I know. I don't sleep at night when I think that we've missed her. She's not joking, by the way. That sounded sarcastic. Like we genuinely are like, oh my God, we're coming across really badly. Yeah, because I hate, like, this is again, like just to reiterate, like why we want you all to use the Facebook group because that is the first thing I look at when I wake up. I'm like, what are my clients doing? Do they need any help? And then I'll go and mess around on Instagram. You know, like that's always our priority. So we want it to be in the group so we know where to look otherwise it's too much to keep on top of here here okay see you 